It's the month of March, and this month, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, Trey Barrera, Conrad, Luke and Sarah, Dave Malfara, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Joe Velez, Valerie, Stanton Valentino, Aaron Layton, Crystal Trujillo, John Collins Ghost, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and Enza. Welcome back. My name is Chris. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, continuing our coverage of Yellow Jacket Season 1, hotly anticipating hot Yellow Jacket Season 2. This time it's Episode 7, No Compass. I said that right? No Compass? Mm-hmm. Not it's Compass. Nice. It's Compass, right? Uh, compass. When you, you know. I say, <laughs> I, I say Campus, like Krampus. Okay, it's yeah. okay to just say things wrong. Let me look campus. at my campus. <laughs> camp ass. Where's the camp ass leading us? <laughs> Compass. Com- compass. You're right. Words are starting to not have meaning. <laughs> Speaking of words, I have them to say because it's a podcast. But oh. also, we did some uh, steep research. And by we, uh, many listeners of the show and Madison. And uh, we've discovered what it would lay it on them. Yeah, you did I, some misty level detective I, work. I went a little misty this past weekend because I was getting very annoyed that we were struggling to figure out when the series was going to premiere. Mm-hmm. So my first effort was I'm going to go on Showtime and look at their schedule. Went on Showtime and the schedule was completely, it was so confusing because they were saying on demand it was one time and then Showtime was another. But I was like, what does on demand mean? And so I went to... I went on Showtime customer service, talked to somebody there, and they couldn't help me. They were asking me, oh, who do you have Showtime through? I said Hulu, and they are like, well, you have to talk to Hulu. And I was oh, like, oh, there's your problem right there. No. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make any sense. They're and like, so, oh, I got good news. This is not my problem. <laughs> yes. Woo! Quite literally, I you know told them it was for you know a podcast and you know all this. Didn't care. Uh, so talked to somebody at Hulu. I had them, you know, told them the scenario of the situation. They're like, yeah. That's really confusing. And so me and this Hulu person just communicatively were confused about the whole scenario. And so finally I called Showtime and said, listen, what is the deal? And they're like, oh, premieres for Showtime subscribers on Fridays. Then it will be broadcasted on demand on Sunday. So Fridays, everybody, Friday the 24th is when it premieres. And then it will be released every other Friday if you are a Showtime subscriber. Every consecutive Friday. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't know. So basically the Sunday thing is some like ancient technology <laughs> yeah. that no one's if using. You're, if you're just watching on Dish Network. If right? you're watching yeah. on basic cable, yeah. that is when it'll be on Sundays, which. But like basic Showtime cable. Who does that still? I don't know. I paid for my Showtime package. Retirees that don't know who to call to cancel. The reason I did is because they threw in stars and Epic for free. For six months. Sure, I'll I'll pay twenty more bucks for that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Plus, I got a phone line half off. I still get to watch ESPN, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. that matters. It's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> like Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else will I masturbate to? <laughs> yeah, without my sports center. Screw my Pornhub subscription. Yeah. I'm going to get my, my compass without my sports center. <laughs> so, Madison, thank you for your, your staunch detective work. I hope everybody uh, has their fears allayed. But our episodes will drop every Monday. 
following yeah. whenever the fuck you watch these Yellow Jackets episodes. Same schedule. As Just, yeah. Give us some extra timesies, if you will. But also, I do want to say for those of you that have been listening for a long time, maybe even patrons at patreon.com slash streaming things. Maybe. I don't know what you do. Maybe those people that have been waiting on like the extra coverage of uh, all of the movies that have been in the queue for months. Um, we're not going to be covering two shows simultaneously. So we're going to use season two of the Yellow Jackets to, to, to knock into those. We're going to be knocking out a bunch of those uh, Patreon movies. Yeah. I don't even know what they are. I know it's class action park. There's like a matrix on there. Train to Busan. Uh, ooh, I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. That hey, kind of stuff. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the old one or the new one? What? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka, not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Willy, Willy Wonka, Wonka and oh, there's Charlie. Right, you're right. <laughs> there is a Timothy Chalamet Willy Wonka. Oh, that's right. Coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe is, that one's later in the year, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's just called Wonka. Wonka. You know, because the the culture is getting dumber. You, get a, you just need one word. That's yeah, it. Wonka. Well, you know, like plane. There's all kinds of good movies with one word. That's the only one I can think of at this okay. particular time. <laughs> Severance. That was a good show. Seven. Seven. Yeah. And that one, the V is a seven. Nine. Ooh. And all the numbers. Yeah. All the numbers have been, you know, 42. Uh, yeah. Does that count? Oh, yeah. The Jackie Robinson movie. Yeah. I like how you went there. Yeah. Does that count as 127 <laughs> hours? <laughs> so we're going to be knocking all those out as well. I just wanted to, to plug that that's, that's on the horizon. Uh, so in addition to an episode of yellow jackets coverage for season two, each week we'll be uh, plowing ahead on the backlog of Patreon stuff that we've been. So if you've, you might've even just given up by now, but those are coming. Yeah. Thank you guys for your patience. Cause we've been really, really busy and haven't been able to do those, but they're coming. And like we said, the next one I think is Class Action Park. But so we'll we'll do that the same week that season two of uh, Yellow Jackets comes out. Yeah. And for those of you that are also listening to our Last of Us coverage, uh, the merch store is about to shift. Mm. So it's your last opportunity as you're hearing this. Well, this is a Wednesday, most likely. Yes. Uh, So you only have like uh, five days or so to get your hands on a Tony time. It's Tony time or a pills, baby. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. So, so get them while they're hot because at the end of this week, we just burn them all. Whatever we didn't sell, we just burn them all. And those, the value of those shirts are going to skyrocket for those that have them, right? Right. Uh, what do they cost? 25 bucks or so? A piece. I wouldn't be shocked if a few weeks from now, because they're no longer in the Streaming Things merch store, if those weren't worth $22, 21 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least. They maintain their value, trust me. Yes. And if some if some of the shirts didn't get the designer printed on them, probably worth more. Yeah, the misprints, <laughs> the variants, those are uh, astronomical at auctions. But yeah, this is your last week. So if you really want any of the last last of us merch, um, we truly have the last of the merch. So mm-hmm. go and get it while they're while they're available. Yeah, they're the opportunity for puns there is very high, mm-hmm. uh, as K2SO would say. It's Tony time to buy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Tony, for dropping in. You're welcome. For the capitalistic reasons. (laughs) Madison Um, still doesn't know who I am. (laughs) I'll watch The Last of Us soon, I promise. She's busy. I am busy. Steve, you whipped us up a a really nice Yellow Jackets-themed meal, wouldn't you say? Yes, uh, I did. So, listeners, if you listened last week, a big thing that we got a kick out of was the uh, brunch with Jackie's parents, Shauna and Jeff. And so I felt it was only natural that the Lord of Quiches Mm -hmm. would provide my fellow co-hosts 
some quiches. Mm. So I, I whipped up a couple quiches. Yeah. I even created a dessert because it was Jackie's birthday and you have to have dessert after the quiches. Right. And just in case you were feeling frisky, I had some OJ and some tuna that you could add to your quiche to be really show accurate. I will say none of you partook. We declined. We, we, yeah, happily declined the tuna. But What but, was the dessert you gave us? Uh, it was birthday cake cream pie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. delicious. Yeah. He gave us two quiches and a cream pie. Yep. Which is. You know, it's been, <laughs> you know, I've known Chris for six At years. At least you quiched me first. Yeah. I've known you for six years and I, <laughs> you know, it's about time I cream pied you at I, some point. I respect that. Yeah. And it was delicious. Madison, was that your first quiche you've it ever had? It was my, my very didn't. first quiche. <laughs> How was your first quiche? God, you said quiche. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Underwhelming. No, it was good. It was good. It That's was typical. delicious. You, you like the broccoli one more than the bacon one. I did yeah. like the broccoli one more. The broccoli cheddar one. Mm. Yeah. So, so listeners, uh, you know, go go make yourself a quiche this weekend. Team yeah, broccoli. it was a big it was a Team big thing in the quiche. Discord. Like quiches are very simple to make, guys. I don't know why you're making a big fuss out of this. I saw. I think it was Enza that says something to that effect. Um, so I'm glad you just you gave it a shot. That was a phenomenal quiche. Mm-hmm. I've had two or three quiches in my life, and that one's probably at the. It's in the top three. Oh, wow. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so honored. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was delicious. I feel like I just won an Oscar. <laughs> I'd like to thank the Academy of Quiches. It's an honor to be nominated. <laughs> yeah, truly. Yes. So let's get into it. Yellow Jackets, episode seven. Things are really uh, heating up, cooking up, I think. Uh, things are getting batshit bonkers. It's getting harder and harder for me to stop watching the show each week. So that's for that reason alone. I'm really excited to dive into nine and 10 next week. Um, but this episode is called no compass. As we said, <laughs> I'm not going to say that anymore. No campus. <laughs> so let's talk about our overall thoughts on the episode. After that, we'll do a play by play scene by scene recap of the show with thoughts. And then we'll cap it off with our top three favorite moments, some Easter eggs from the nineties that we were able to discover. And then our individual favorite performance of the episode, Madison, what were your thoughts on episode seven? So what I did last time was give three, three, one or two word summaries of the episode. And so mine this week are money heist, bone medallion, glitter man. Those are my three. Mm. Um, I happy pride. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We love love. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode. This one definitely has a lot more action in it than others in the past. Um, it was yeah, it had a lot of a lot of bigger action scenes, and um, I felt like there were a lot more intense like hold your breath moments than previous episodes. And this was also the first episode that I notably um, thought I am more interested in the 2021 timeline than I am in the 1996 timeline. So I agree that that doesn't happen to me often as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I definitely prefer the the 1996. Steve, what were your thoughts? Well, the, my uh, the thing I was going to start off with was what Madison just ended off with. This is the this is the first episode where I was actually more engaged with the the modern plot line than the '90s plot line. Something about seeing all the the women together in the present day, like trying to find fuckface, uh, <laughs> that was just so fun, and I, it is a different dynamic, and it worked really well because they've mostly been apart for most of the series so far in the modern timeline. So seeing them come together was really interesting and fun and they played off of each other really well. And it created a lot of, um, uh, dramatic tension that I, 
I haven't really felt as much in the modern timeline. Like I find myself, especially like in previous episodes, a lot of stuff with Sean, and I wasn't really like getting into, um, uh, Thai stuff in the modern day. I wasn't super into for the most part. It's starting to get interesting now, but uh, in, in previous episodes, I was always like, ah, oh, let's go back to the young kids in the nineties. They're dealing with spooky shit. I want that spooky shit. Mm. Um, so yeah, this was a really good episode and I, and things are really starting to, uh, ramp up. Cause at the end of this episode, um, because we're doing two episodes at once, like I, I watched this episode and then the next one back to back. Um, this is the first one where when it ended, I was like, Oh, let's keep going. And I, and I wasn't kind of like, Oh, I have to keep going for the show. This mm-hmm. is the first one. I'm like, yes, next one. What happens next? So yeah. Yellow jackets me. Yeah. Yellow jacket. Me. me. Uh, I don't have anything intelligent to say that on, on top of what both of you said. I mean, it's, I echo all of that. And, um, it's interesting to me though, like again, watching this for the second time, but not really remembering much from the first go around. Um, there's a lot of mysteries going on simultaneously in the show. And I, I, I think you could over mystery, right? Like I have that concern with a lot of shows where I'm like, I just don't understand what's going on. You're, you're not hooking me enough. Like there's mm-hmm. too many question marks. Yeah. For a while there, I felt like that was the case. Oh, really? Yeah, with like Ty's character specifically in the mm. modern day. Like, sure. There's too much going on here. Yeah, there's like the Sammy thing, what's going on. And now some of it's starting to come together, but really it's asking more questions than it's answering. Mm-hmm. But in a way that I think I think they're juggling the balls really well. Like there's yeah. four or five in the air, but they're the hands are moving quickly. Everything's going well. I feel like what uh, they're doing is they're they're leading us into have excuse me, well, words. They're giving us these questions, then they're answering them slowly, but then yeah, kind of like what you said. They're just just delicately. They're 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 just working us up for it. Yeah, absolutely. With, with the compass, campus, <laughs> compass, So the episode starts in 2021 timeline, uh, and it's it's dirty Taisa looking at the phone. She seems confused. It's time for her to go meet up with Shauna and Natalie and handle the situation with the uh, the the extortionist. Uh, she's outside her house. And I think the shot did kind of linger on the leaves of the tree as if to remind you, hey, this is the tree lady that Sammy was alluding to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it did that on purpose, but it could have been reading too much into the, the lingering on the leaves. No, I think it was purposeful. Actually, I wrote this note, and I don't think I believe this note anymore because the episode has ended, so I kind of know where it was going. But when it lingered, when it panned up and lingered on the leaves, it took a second. And then after a pause, the leaves started shaking. So I wrote, oh, is someone up there? Is oh. someone up in that tree? Was it not her? Was someone else in there? So uh, that's what I wrote down. I don't know if that's still the case. I don't know if I believe that anymore, but I did write that down in the Sammy. moment. Yeah. Sammy's in there Sammy's with her. In- yeah. <laughs> mother, mother, son, bonding. He's not even sleepwalking. He's just like, I guess this is what we do. Mom, can I get down now? This dirt tastes like shit. You threw me yeah. up here <laughs> with a Capri Sun and a bag of dirt. <laughs> At least, you know, Capri sunned it. I'm all out of Capri Sun. I don't want the dirt. This I don't scene, think so. This but. scene reminded me of uh, Jack Sparrow. I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. <laughs> Just being funny with it, but yeah. Absolutely. Except she's sober. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be wild if, uh, you know, all of the stuff with her sleepwalking and like she ends up in a tree in the 1996 timeline specifically. Like if that was all a red herring and there was another thing in the tree that would almost, I think that would piss me off. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's too many deliberate red herrings, right? Like that's not, it's not fair. It's a that tree point. on a tree. 
Yeah, exactly. It's trees it's the all the way with, down. It's the person with no eyes in the tree with her. Yeah, it's just some. It's a neighbor that she has, and he's like, "Why do you keep running? I've got your mail." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, these get weepy. Why do you keep? Running? <laughs> I've been. I've known you since I was, I was friends with your grandmother. <laughs> Plot twist. Um, but she goes into the bathroom and starts to wash all the blood and mud off of her. And this is a really gnarly scene. Um, she's got, by, by the way, I'm such an idiot. I was watching this thinking like, I need to get one of those like nail brushes for my sink. That seems like a really effective way to clean your hands. Cause if I was in this situation, I would never get that dirt out from under my nails. Cause I don't have one of those, mm-hmm. but that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> and she's got all this like mud in her teeth yeah. while she's trying to like, it's it. And she's weeping. She's like, uh, it's, it's really. She has to, like a human bite mark on her hand. Doesn't she? Is that what it is? Is that what's wrong with her hand? I was wondering what the blood was from. It, it's definitely a bite mark on her hands. Um, she bit her it, own it, hand. You don't see it too much, but I thought it looked like a human bite mark. Like someone bit her hand. I mean, imagine it's her. Or, she bit or herself could be, to wake her up, maybe? Or wake it herself could be up? A, a biscuit. I don't know. Mm. Maybe biscuit. Oh. Biscuit bite. A, biscuit bite. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Little fucker. I know. <laughs> damn it, biscuit. <laughs> Those little dogs bite. You're going to be a burnt biscuit soon. You got to put him down now. It's going to taste for human flesh. Uh, we go back to the 1996 <laughs> timeline, and it's also Thaisa, and she wants to go for help. You know, she wants to, to hike south uh, like a goose. And just see who's down there and who can come back and help. Everyone is pretty much against her. They're all calling her a silly goose for this idea. Yeah, speaking of geese, you're a silly one. Mm -hmm. And uh, except Jackie, who's like, yeah, I think someone other than me should go save me. Uh, I'm starting to like Jackie less and less as the season goes on. And I think I'm supposed to. But if that's true, it's working. I've been at that point with Jackie for a couple episodes. Yeah, (laughs) especially when they're kids, though, I try to like. Ah, well, I sucked. Oh, sure. You know, but at this point, I'm like, nah, she sucks. I mean, it's been, what? (laughs) I mean, more than a month, maybe. Maybe two months. Yeah, like, come on. The reality's set in. Like, don't quit being your dumbass self. Mm -hmm. Something I do want to point out, and I thought when I watched it and I heard it for the first time that everyone was going to be like, what the fuck, Jackie? But she mentions that there's a flare gun in the plane. And and nobody seemed to be alarmed by that. And I was like, there's a flare gun in the plane and y'all haven't thought to, like get on the roof of the cabin and like shoot it off or something. Yeah. Pop one of those off. Yeah. At least for a party. Right. Or I don't know, I guess, you know, they they legitimately don't know what's around them. They could be very close to civilization. Yeah. But in my head, I just was like, that's like a big thing. And we didn't know that until just now. And so I just assumed that they didn't know that until just now, or at least everybody else besides Jackie. Yeah. Somebody had just looted the plane and found out that stuff on their own. Um, which that's a good point. And cause you know, I don't, do you remember the movie, uh, into the wild, either of you Yeah, probably, which one is that one? Uh, Emil Hirsch. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. where he gets, yeah. you know, stuck in the wilderness. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's a true story based on a guy named Christopher McCandless, as far as I remember. Mm-hmm. And it's based on a book. Um, but, but the saddest part about that kid and what happened to him out in the wilderness is that he wasn't far from like a, a nearby, um, shelter for yeah. like the, the, who, who are the, like the police of the forest? 
Oh, Rangers? The, the Rangers? Yeah, there yeah. was like a ranger <laughs> shelter. The police of the forest. <laughs> you know, they the train, guardians of the forest. Yeah, they train Smokey. You, bear, stop. <laughs> or I'll shoot. <laughs> Drop that picnic basket or you're going to get it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that, that could be a thing. And that's where a flare would come in handy. That's true. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Police of the forest. Everybody's trying to <laughs> prevent Taisa from going. But Jackie raises her support for it. Uh, somebody, I think Lottie. Um, says, hey, but if you're wrong, you know, what happens? And uh, Thaisa for a second says, I don't know. And she says, yes, you do. And, and so Thaisa's like, all right, you want me to say it? If I'm wrong, I'll die. I'm on the, we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. If you want me to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Plus all of our breath stinks. None of us have much toothpaste. Yeah. If you want me to say that too, I'll keep going, telling hard truths. I'll, I'll yeah, say it right in your face. dirt in her mouth. God damn. <laughs> yeah, she must you be imagine? ranky. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine Van kissing her though? Oof. No. The stanky breath. Sorry. You got to brush it out. <laughs> you got a dirty mouth, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Clean the top. They need some Orbit gum. Mm-hmm. And that's how the uh, intro, uh, they cut straight to the intro of the show after this. Uh, and then we open back in 1996 with Laura Lee and Lottie around, I assume, the burnt deer that was rotten and full of maggots, right? Like this is mm-hmm. the burnt carcass of the shitty deer. Um, and they're talking about more of Lottie's dreams. And I, I suppose there's a dream that she had about the upcoming trek. We hadn't heard about yet. We do find out about it shortly. And she's saying, Hey, they, you know, they, Taisa wouldn't have listened to me anyway about my dream. So that's why I didn't say anything. Um, and we cut to Taisa cutting her hair, I guess it's just like, it reminded me of Rambo. And like, if she'd have put like a headband on, <laughs> I would have been for it. Me personally. That'd be cool. Van offers to come with her. Van comes up and jokes a little bit like, Hey, that looks hot. Uh, and she's like, you're not going to convince me to stay. And she's like, I know that's why I'm going with you. Right. And it's pretty heartfelt and pretty, uh, emotional. She, she, she needs to come with her because she wants to take her to New York so, and buy her a soft pretzel mm-hmm. and ride a cart in New York's, uh, My uh heart. park so horse sweet. and buggy, horse and buggy. <laughs> Are you a big horse and buggy? No, there's just person? a very sweet gesture that Van made. That's true. But also pretzels tight. are delicious. Pretzels are delicious. Yeah. Who doesn't want a big soft pretzel? In New York City. Mm. Mm. Or, a, or a New York slice. You want to get a New York slice? Mm. A slice of pie. Yeah. The one time I was in New York City, I had one of their street corner hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And it was disgustingly delicious. <laughs> <laughs> the atmosphere of New York made it taste great. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's that uh, all the smog. Yeah. Just it Same sinks into pizza. the hot dog. I had like one of those giant New York slices of pizza, but I was in Times Square. Just like, this is great, but like, I'm going to feel it later. (laughs) Yeah, exactly how I felt. I'm going to pay for this. Yeah. I love New York. Next time I'm there, I should buy one of those shirts that says I heart New York. Cause like, that's why they make this. (laughs) We, we I love it. When we were in New York, um, the, our producer was, you know, she didn't, uh, she didn't expect it to be as cold as it was when we were there, but she yeah. was really cold. So she was like, I don't give a shit. I'm going into the store and buying a hoodie. And she ended up buying a I Heart New York hoodie, one of those Got to. things. When we were going that evening, we were going to like a really, really nice restaurant for dinner. And so we're <laughs> smash cut to four hours later. We're sitting in the middle of this really nice restaurant. And there she like everyone's in like a suit and tie or like upper business casual and there's her in a bright Classic. white I heart New York hoodie in the dead center of this nice <laughs> restaurant. It was so funny. That's awesome. Blending right in. We're I like, imagine we're, we're local. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to do that too. I've been there like five times and every time I just try to, I've tried to blend, but they know mm-hmm. everybody knows, especially when I'm in the Bronx. Uh, you've got too much spirit. Where are you from? Local. I'm, like, I'm from New York. And they're like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not jaded. The fuck out of here <laughs> from New York. Shit. Just give me a dollar. And I was like, no, 
I'm from here. <laughs> <laughs> I need my dollars for my massive rent. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. As a huge film nerd, though, New York City is like the best city to just walk around in. Yeah, they're yeah. like literally shooting movies all the time everywhere. Well, literally, like every block, you're like, oh, that's this is where they must have shot so such and such. Oh, oh this yeah. is where the Avengers fought the Chitauri. Yeah. Oh, the it's <laughs> literally that. Just yeah. every single block. Kristen Stewart just walking down the street. Yeah. Nobody cares except me. See, I didn't see any famous people <laughs> while I was there, but I was I was there for less than forty eight hours, so my time there was very limited. I also didn't get any sleep because I was there for work, so I worked during the day, and then at nighttime I. Walked around and saw everything I could. Did your thing. Yeah, I'm a lot a of thing. good restaurants, though, like Steve was saying. I didn't wear my I Heart New York hoodie there because I don't have one. But there's some weird stuff, too. Like, they were like, do you want to go get sushi? And I was like, sure, I love sushi. It's one of my favorite things. I saw quite a few topless women walking around New York City. Yeah, was like, especially oh. Times Square, yeah. yeah. Oh, what what neighborhood? Because it's, it's <laughs> So I can stay away from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out it's legal there to walk around topless. As it should be. Free those nipples. Free yeah. the nipples. No, I just, I was very much like, oh, wow. But the sushi restaurant that was suggested to me was uh, nude women that you eat the sushi so off of. So maybe those people were going. They were going to work. Yeah, they were going. Okay, now that makes <laughs> yeah, sense. I don't know if they get, they carried to you like a plate, you know, <laughs> if you're supposed to talk. But right. like, yeah, they literally like they, you, the sushi is, I don't know if it's like a buffet situation. <laughs> you dip in the belly button. I don't know. I didn't go. I was uh, like, no, oh, you didn't go. I was about to say, why are you asking all these questions? You would have these answers. No, no. I was like, we could just, there's a Thai place right there. I think we should, you know, <laughs> or we could just go to Panda Express. <laughs> <laughs> no, but New York City is really cool. I see why Van would want to take Thai there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. This is a, 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 a good dream, a wholesome dream of her to have. And she's like, you know what? I'm, I'm, and essentially the, it's all a metaphor for like, I don't think we're going to make it if we don't try. I want to try with you. I don't want to be a coward. It's, it's very heartfelt and touching. So that's ultimately, but Van doesn't cut her hair. So she doesn't fully commit. I'm just no. going to throw that out there. Uh, and then Mari. Is that what you have to do? Like, hey, we're going on a trek. Time to cut that hair. Yeah. Oh, I honestly I, I clearly, wish you know why? Ticks. <laughs> I'm not the only one thinking I mean, it. <laughs> I mean, hair does wrong. get in the way. It's really yeah. annoying. But yeah. I was really, I was really kind of sad when she cut the mullet part of the the haircut. I up. wanted that too. I was oh like, yeah. Keep the mullet, she, man. Yeah, she left it for a bit, and I'm just like, be a little oh, badass hell yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> rock that it. Been so fun. Business in the front, party in the back. Full yeah. John Bon Jovi. Mm -hmm. and Joe then, Dirt it, man. <laughs> already halfway there. That's a space peanut. Lots of garden. Dig it. <laughs> <laughs> so Mari and Aquila also offer. Uh, to go with them. And oh, that's Aquila. Uh -huh, I, yes. Okay. In my notes, I said Mari and some other girl is well, coming too. <laughs> my notes are actually both the red shirts want to come too. Because uh, <laughs> they've done a just no effort whatsoever to like flesh out the characters of Mari and Aquila specifically. They're just like, yeah. and they're also here. Yeah, We're going to obviously kill them when things heat up in season two or three on the, uh, in the wilderness. Mari's usually her role in the show is we need a third girl in this conversation. That isn't one of the main girls. Yeah. She's the one's like, Hey, opposing viewpoint. And then they <laughs> ignore her. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if at some point the other girls like Shauna looked over. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> You're not on You've the team. You've been here this whole time? What is going on? Who what? invited them? Yeah. They just like get scared. Like, ah, who, who, who are you? <laughs> So then they guys, they, the rescuers here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the whole time they cut to Travis. Uh, he's in there messing with his cologne. Uh, Natalie gives it a sniff. She kind of digs it. Uh, he's like, oh, maybe I could use it for like a antiseptic or something. I don't think that's how cologne works, but it might be. I'm no chemist. Uh, and Travis says he's going to he's going to go on the trek, not to be all uh, misogynistic or anything, but I think they need a guy with them. And Natalie's like, yeah, that is. Well, then why are you going? <laughs> 
shit it on him. <laughs> Burn. And then Natalie asks him not to go. Uh, and, you know, she says, I think I might and cuts herself off. Uh, do you think she was going to say love you I already? Think in some way, I think she was going to admit some serious feelings. I think love may. I don't know if love would have been. It's a strong word. Strong word. Plus um, love hurts. But I think she would have said some endearing thing to make him stay. Yeah. Maybe not the L word, but. A good word. Lesbians? Mm. <laughs> I lesbian you. <laughs> but And Travis ultimately stays. When she gets a big smile on her face. Um, we cut to Lottie. She's giving Van the bone that she pulled out of the burnt deer carcass. And uh, it's kind of like a lucky totem. Like, hey, keep this with you at all times for sure. And uh, watch out for the red smoke and a river of blood. And Van's, Van's like, like okay, right. gotcha. <laughs> Uh, she's actually more receptive to that helpful information than you'd think she'd be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Lottie looks genuinely concerned for their safety. And I think that's what really kind of rattles well, she Van. Correctly predicted homecoming queen and the drama with Miss Jenkins. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's very possible. She's actually clairvoyant. Van knows that. Uh, and we cut to Misty watching the coach with Thaisa through the window. And I, I guess what's going on here is he's giving like, he respects Thaisa for going and she's he's she's getting the attention from the coach. And so Misty thinks the way that she can get some of that hot coach attention is to go offer to go on the search party venture. You know, there's only there's only so much hot coach attention going around. Yeah. She, and she's got to get her slice. Yeah. yeah. And she wants she wants to get a leg up on the competition with the coach attention. Uh, so everyone's saying their farewells and then Misty hops out like, hey, I want to go too. I'm going to go with you guys. Right. And then she goes, please don't try to talk me out of this, Ben. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, don't go. Please That's come back. Awesome of you, Misty. It's very brave. She's very pleased with herself. And then they all trek off. I had to mute the them talking because I can't watch that. I Is can't too watch. I can't you? watch the secondhand embarrassment. It just makes me really <laughs> it makes that me bad? cringe so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I live uh, for it. Uh, and I'll come back for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Back in 2021, Natalie's we're at Natalie's motel. Taisa and Shauna show up. Uh, there's a hilarious moment because, like in movies, you know, I, I'm the same way. Like movies have taught me everything about like anything cool about the world. And so when they when Natalie pulls out the fifty thousand dollars, Shauna's like, "That's it? Yeah. <laughs> That's fifty grand?" And Natalie's like, "Yeah, in hundreds." And she's like, "Oh, I thought it'd be a lot." bigger. Uh, <laughs> and they, they got the tracker from Amazon. It's actually really highly rated. It's one of the most popular items on there. So I guess that means she did get $50,000 for her car. So we were wondering so. that in the last episode. Yeah. Had to. Have. Do, you, um, did it, do you think they gave that, that brick of cash to her? Like, here you go, ma'am. Clunk. Mm. Maybe. Yes, very likely. Very it, shady car lot. Yeah. No, <laughs> I assume she withdrew it from the, tr the, the transfer. Mm. Here's Something where like now I worked at a car lot. I'm ashamed to say, but it's a real thing that happened. Uh, that would have taken a while. Like titles have to get processed oh, and yeah. then, you know, oh, so. to get the money yeah. transferred over mm. just to actually get paid for selling your car. It's going to take at least a few days to a week or so, but mm. you know, it's okay. That's the only nit I have to pick with the realism of the, the spooky supernatural show. That's movie magic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Next, you're going to tell me the ghosts aren't real. Um, and then, so yes, yeah, she has the $50,000. They go to fill this bag and obviously the money's not enough to hide the tracker. It's, it's kind of a, a comedy bit where they have to find some trash and towels and shit to stuff in there. Yeah. Um, the Natalie says she's going to drive because it's her fucking money. So she gets to drive the Range Rover and Thaisa relents 
And then she opens the door and like, well, how do you start this fucking thing? Which I assume it's just a push button. Yeah. That is exactly when I first drove someone else's car that had a push button. I had, I did the same fucking thing. I was like, how do you, where, where's the ignition? Do I'm pressing the button. It's not doing it. You got to put the brake down and then, oh, shut up. It's just like when you turn a key, my guy. I did that with a stick shift uh, in my early 20s. It wouldn't start. I called the lady. She's like, will you move my car for me? And it was like a Pontiac Solstice or Sunfire or something like convertible type brand new sports car. Yeah. And I was like, sure, I'm a man. Of course I could. Why couldn't I? With with my dick. <laughs> <laughs> so I go out there and I call her and she's at work now. And I'm like, it won't start. And she's like, oh, my God, it's brand new. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I guess you got fucked. It won't start, you know. <laughs> it sucks to suck. She's like, oh, my God, that's terrible. And then like 10 minutes go by and she calls me and she's like. Are you holding down the clutch while you turn the key? And I was like, the what? And mm. she's like, get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> that's, that's a thing with stick shifts. So did you figure out how to drive it? I did eventually get it around the block out of Good. spite, Good. but it was hard. Like, cause even once I got it started, I kept trying to take off and it would stall. Of course, cause yeah. I'm a douche. And that took a long time. She's like, well, once you get it into first, it's really easy. And I was like, sure, sure. That's, how, I, it is. that's how it is with uh, motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, you're a motorcycle person. Yeah, well, I'm a I'm a rookie rookie model, motorcycle yeah. person. You get your permit, right? My permit. So Dude. somebody has to ride on the back. <laughs> Every time I have to track my hours. Yeah, yeah. and there's checkpoints I have to check into when I'm riding my bike. That's how you turn on a motorcycle? Not really. You can't see me. You don't do this, huh? Don't you? Isn't this how you signal you're going to turn? Left, um, they I'm have turning. turning right. They have turning signals on motorcycles. Yeah. So I just, well, so I just, how do you you, you, I just, there's a little button I press that goes yeah. left. Yeah. Right. You, you do that. If, even if you're not on a motorcycle, it's for, if you have, you're driving a vehicle that doesn't have directional, you know, thingies like indicators, yeah, indicators, Ooh, yeah. even yeah. bicycles. Mm-hmm. bicycles. Funny story. Yeah. I can't ride a bike either. Mm. Never learned. So, well, you can ride on the back of my motorcycle. Thank you. That? You're welcome. I'll I would take love you for, to. I'll take you for I'll a joy. I'll be scared though. I'll take you for a joy ride. Can I scream in your ear? Because I might. <laughs> yes. Tell me when to lean. Okay. I'll lean. <laughs> Isn't that what you do? You got to lean with a turn, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I guess. Know. We'll find out, damn we'll it. We'll find out, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're racing. Then it cuts. Yeah, yeah I want to lay it down. I want to the ground that I want to get, yeah. It's like those, I'm on those things at the arcade. I know how motorcycles work. Yeah. <laughs> So back exactly. in back in 1996, Jackie demands to know what's going on with Shauna. She's kind of sensed this shit because they've been best friends since they were little girls. And all of a sudden she's not privy to any of the hot goss. Right. Um, and finally, she admits I'm pregnant. And she's like, uh, uh, how? Uh, and she ultimately said, meaning she's like, you lost your virginity yeah. without telling me. That's fucking. So it doesn't Fuck. count. If you don't tell your BFF, it did it yeah. even happen. It's like a tree falling in the forest and nobody's around to hear it. Right. Yeah. If you have sex for the first time and don't tell your best friend, did it really happen? It's not real. Got to do yeah. it again. The yeah. betrayal. Yeah. She's, she's horrified, but also very curious with the, about this goss. And Shauna says it was Randy fucking Randy. Who's the guy that Randy we saw Walsh. at the motel in present time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tammy kicked him out. Um, oh yeah. His current wife. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get through this together is what Jackie says. She's pretty kind about it. Like, Hey, don't worry. But mm-hmm. I think she's more like, is she actually kind or is she just, feel so much better to think she has all the information and she's back in control. Right. Um, I don't know. She, she seems really perplexed more than anything. I, at one point I wrote down that she wrote, baby, I have so many questions. She called her baby, baby. 
You're stuck on that, huh? The baby. The baby. The, the baby. <laughs> oh, I yeah. watched that episode. So I watched that section so many times. It cracked me up every time. <laughs> That's one of the best moments. At least, I don't know if it translated like to listeners how funny Probably that not, was, but, but for us, was, that was so funny. Was so I don't funny. think it did. Yeah. The baby. <laughs> I've been doing your impersonation of Werner Herzog. Uh, every time I see my daughter, I go, I want to see the baby. I would like to see the baby. <laughs> I've been looking for you for so very long time. But she's seven months old and doesn't seem to get it. You know, it's not it's worth like, it. Come on, baby. She's get, like, Dad, I haven't seen it. Mandalorian. <laughs> but I, don't back who, in- I don't know who Werner Herzog is. <laughs> no, but I, I think Jackie's being sincere here. I think there's some sincerity there. I also think, you know, she's happy to know the drama, but I, at, the, at the same time, I think there's. Well, I, there's I don't. I don't think she's a monster. No. Um, but I mean, in the next couple of scenes we get with them, she pretty quickly, like she's naturally inquisitive in a curious way, but also in like a never bought the bullshit from the start sure. kind of way. Yeah, and then I guess that's true. She jumps to steal in the journal pretty quick to where yeah. it made me kind of look at this scene a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Jackie's a terrible person. I think she's spoiled and selfish. Um which is like, just means you're in high school, right? Like, what do you mean? She's obviously not a terrible person. Her mom told us so last episode. That is she true. Is an amazing human being. One Possibly of the best, the best. to ever yeah. do it. I mean, there's like, I don't know, Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. Nelson Mandela, but then okay. Jackie's right around there. Yeah. Mount Rushmore of mm-hmm. good people. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie's on the, somewhere on the right side. Yeah. Yeah. But real tiny. <laughs> <laughs> she never <laughs> grew to full height. So back in 2021. What do you mean? She's the perfect height. That's why she's tiny. <laughs> Natalie waits for the drop. Uh, and she she puts the money in a uh, clothing donation bin, which I thought was clever for the extortionist. And Shauna and Thaisa are uh, in the minivan watching the tracker. Uh, they're talking shit about Natalie being on drugs and what a piece of shit she is. And uh, we find out a little bit more backstory here, which is really neat. Like. So uh, Thais is a lawyer, which, of course, 99 percent of politicians have uh, a background in law. But mm-hmm. she's like, I took the pay cut I took won't to run for Senate, won't pay for another stent in rehab. Shauna starts to give her shit uh, about paying for another stent in rehab for Natalie. But I thought it was interesting that Thaisa defends it and uh, yeah. for a lot of reasons. But ultimately, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. And yeah. so we get kind of a clue as to some stuff that happened in 96 that we mm-hmm. haven't seen yet. Yeah. Um, other than unless she's alluding to the fact that she was a good hunter, but I, I think there's more to that. What'd you guys think? Yeah, I think similarly to you, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, there is definitely something that Nat has. I think it's in reference to something more than the hunting. I don't think it's mm-hmm. specifically hunting. She's a good hunter, though. She is a good hunter. Mm-hmm. And then Natalie ultimately shows up. In the middle of them kind of starting to warm up and get to know each other again. I, real quick, though, I I was getting a little teary-eyed in that scene. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a good scene. Because mm-hmm. Nat's one of my favorite characters. And when they were like, uh, we have, you know, we have families. And who does Nat have? She has nobody. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'll be there for Nat. And then, yeah. and then she's like, except for Travis. And then we're all like, oh, well. Yeah. And now she, she has worse. Than now nothing. she has even less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very true. And like, and I love that Thaisa said, like, why do we have all that stuff? Cause we're better people or no, it's just, it was lucky. Like it was fate, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Natalie's been dealt a shit hand. Don't get me started from birth. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you, Steve. It's very touching, but she shows up with uh, some liquor 
that she bought off a clerk because Sean is like, where'd you get a bottle of liquor at 2 a.m. at a gas station? Because apparently they don't live in Kentucky where you could definitely buy a bottle of liquor at 2 a.m. at a gas station. Yeah, you just have to walk outside and go liquor and someone will show up with it. It just appears in your hand. Just bourbon just appears. Bourbon grows out of the ground here. Yeah. I shouted that last night and someone just shouted back, I hardly know her. (laughs) Well... That, that also does not surprise me. <laughs> I hate myself more than you hate me, Steve. Back in 1996. What are you uh, talking about, man? I, I cream pie earlier. I love you. <laughs> and you quiche me twice. There's a, a, the search party is what I started calling it, but it's just Van and Thaisa and the two red shirts uh, and Misty. <laughs> and Van is wearing her totem. So she's taking Laura Lee's advice. They're hiking along. Uh, there's some funny bits in this. They're actually genuinely having a good time for the most part. Uh, if this was a horror movie, you'd be the first to die. Van says to Taisa, and she's like, why? Cause I'm black. And she's like, no, because you're the skeptical one. So you get taken out first. And then all of us get to run around screaming and being superstitious. And if it was a horror movie, Lottie would obviously be the villain. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And she, that's when she says that Lottie predicted prom queen and the Mr. Jenkins scandal. Uh, Cause they kind of, I have a little argument about, reality versus uh superstition all that stuff again back in 2021 misty is watching kevin on the spy cam while jessica's downstairs screaming i I know you fucking hear me and she's like unfortunately Unfortunately. she's doing some auditory torture where she's just blasting the phantom of the opera soundtrack at her i think she's just bopping to that and just i think she is too and i'm here for it it. yeah if you're gonna leave me down here better throw down down once more do you think misty i think pissed Pisty. Pisty. <laughs> oh, Misty is pisty right now, oh, for pisty. sure. Oh, she does God. good pisty. Not pisty. Misty. Is she listening to Pandora or is she listening to Spotify? Is she listening to Apple Music? I'm curious. What do you guys think? Oh, what, what's, uh, what's streamable music yeah. service she ascribes to? I think to? Misty's obviously a little off her rocker. I hope she's using Bear Share. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's a. A SoundCloud girly, maybe? Oh, you think? What no. a monster. <laughs> <laughs> or like an Amazon music. Oh. Ooh. Google Play. Something oh. random. That could be it, yeah. It's it, like the, uh, the, 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 Quibi. What's the Quibi version of music? <laughs> Just quick 30 seconds of music. Yeah. I don't know, man. I could see her rolling with that. I don't know. She's probably still using CDs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like cassette tapes. Yep. I want to know these this, this answer though. Misty I, Misty fascinates me. Yeah. I I want to say it's Pandora because I feel like she'd just be like, oh yeah, Phantom of the Opera Radio, and then just let it go. Mm. I don't know. That's yeah. my that's my. She's take. like trying. She's up on modern times, but also like five years back. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, and she's been so invested in Pandora. She probably has all of her channels picked out. She's not going to start over. Yeah, she's not going to. No. Screw the Spotify bullshit. She has a playlist for Caligula. Oh, 100%. 100%. Caligula's Booty Jams 4 is a playlist that she plays on. And then it updates every year. She's got one of those things where you can like watch your pet on the camera and throw it treats. What's that called? Do you have one of those, Steve? I do, but it's called a bunch of things. (laughs) I don't know if it has a singular name. She's got one. Well, there's like a a really popular brand of it. doesn't matter. She's got one. I just use my ring camera. (laughs) I've got a lot to say about Misty in the next episode. Yeah, Um, same. I'm passionate about Misty. I'm with you there, Steve. Um, But yeah, Taisa gives no details about her own life. Um, They're sitting there drinking the liquor back in 2021. Shauna drank Um, too much. Dude, there's like fucking four fifths of that fifth. 
It's a lot of fractions yeah, is that, missing. That bottle started off full. They drank yeah. way too much for a stakeout. You're supposed to take a few sips, yeah. take the edge off. Wait, so they dropped it off at 2 a.m. We right? cut back and, and it, in, in the car like, and we just hear apple bottom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you with the fur? What are y'all doing fur. right now? Keep it profesh. <laughs> but like the, the drop off was at 2 a.m., right? Yeah. So it's you been know, an hour and a half. Nat r- comes back. Maybe I assume shortly after 2 a.m., maybe like 2.30, because they were wondering how late she was. Mm-hmm. And now when we come back to them in the scene, it's like 3.15. So they've been only drinking for like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And they were chugging went through that whole goddamn bottle. Most of that liquor hasn't even hit them yet. I guess most of it with Shauna, because she's the only one that even looks buzzed. And yeah. like she's acting a little like, you know, your fucking problem is, you know, kind of <laughs> attitude. So, um Cause she's like being so smart ass to tell you. They're like, Oh, thanks for all the small talk. Loving this conversation. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but Nat admits to having a relationship with Kevin Tan. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really endearing because we get to see them like be adult friends. Like, cause it's easy yeah. to forget how close these people are to each other after what they've been through. They just haven't seen each other in a decade, decade and a half or so. Right. So when Natalie says that, that I've been fucking Kevin Tan, she's got this big smile on her face and, and uh, the line delivery that only Juliette Lewis could do. Um, it's, you know, I, I just got all happy. Like, yeah, just let the girls hang. This is fun. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Uh, and then when Sean is like, I shouldn't drive unless we want to die. You know, that kind of shit. It's funny. <laughs> I know she's like, if we, if we want to figure out who this is and I shouldn't drive. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. Back in 96, it's Natalie and Travis. She's horny. Let's just be real. Let's call it what it is. She runs in. She wants to be dicked on. Yeah. Dick down, down. Steve. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to get dicked upon. Who do I see for the dicking on? Can I get dicked upon, please? (laughs) One dick on, please. She goes in there. She comes on to him strong and he's, he's all nervous. He's trying to put the condom on. That's not easy to do if you're not a practiced individual. I'll just throw that out. So that's. Mm-hmm. That's accurate info. She offers to help. That makes it worse because he doesn't like thinking about her having experience with this situation. You don't even have a dick. That means you've been touching other dicks. I don't want to think about that right now. That's the vibe I got from Travis. He's insecure about that kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got too much going on in his head. So all the blood leaves the other head. He softens up a bit. He's having a hard time. <laughs> I'm just trying to talk about this like adults. You're right. You're right. And he runs away. That's I, it. That's scene rough. and scene. <laughs> that's rough. She just wants to talk. It is rough. It is rough. Because I like from from. Okay, I'll be honest with you guys. From okay, a, from a from a guy's perspective, who has had nervous issues in the past when uh-huh. he's with partners for the first time, erectile dysfunction. Yeah, it is like you can get into your own head, and it can really like mess with you. Sure. Yeah. And so, like, part of me like kind of feels bad for Travis, but the. But where I don't feel bad is where he kind of like gets angry at her, like, uh, shut up, shut up, mom. Like that he's got yeah. that energy and it's like <laughs> Mom. Yeah. Oh my Shut up, Mom. Why did you do that? Because that's the he's so like pissy, like, uh, get out of my stuff, mom. Like that's like how he reacts. But it's it's you know, he's he's upset at himself because you know yeah. Yeah. he's just nervous. But I'm more yeah. upset that he left Nat alone. A hundred percent. Didn't stay and like, you know. Yeah, you just set up, you do the, you do the, you do the real thing and you sit up and you have a discussion with you. Be a man. Hey. Well, he's he's young. Hey, sorry, I'm getting my own head. Can you like play around with it a little bit more and then maybe we'll try again. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> it reminds me of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, if you've seen that movie where towards the end, he's getting back with Kristen Bell and they're they're fooling around and he can't get hard because he has a guilty conscience because he's been seeing Mila Kunis. And she's like, and he's trying to break it off with her. He's like, maybe we shouldn't do this. And she's like, you want me to try my mouth? And he's like, 
Sure, maybe, but I don't think you know. <laughs> it's a really funny moment, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually really like this scene, um, and I, I don't mean to relate everything to my personal life. The point of television and stories is to be able to put yourself in the shoes of someone completely unlike you as well. It's one of the beauties. It's a window into a life experience you've never had. But, um, you know, I had some you know issues with in my youth as well, but also like. And particularly this woman I was absolutely in love with. I was in my late teens, early 20s. I don't even remember, but I was obsessed with her. And I had already gotten out of a relationship that was really long term recently. And so it was kind of like I was putting way more baggage on her than she even knew. Right. So I was obsessed with this woman. And we had it wasn't this particular situation. It was even worse. I probably don't even want to talk about it just to make sure. But like. We were messing around basically, and there was an incident where somebody got hurt and it was nobody's fault, but there was blood and stuff. And it was like, so it went from sexy time to panic. Uh, like I flipped on the light, there was blood on the sheets. I was trying to fix things. And so I ran, like, I was like really upset and embarrassed with myself. Like this, this person is so awesome and so beautiful. And I just royally fucked everything up. Right. Mm. So I ran, we were at a cabin party. I ran outside, got wasted, passed out in the lawn. I think I was so drunk. Right. And I think about that now as an adult, a lot, like a, you know, a much more, a lot more wrinkles in my brain nowadays. And I, and I think about like, she didn't even care. She wasn't even mad. Like she was really mad the next morning that I left her in there. But like, if I'd have just sat there with her and cuddled and talked through everything, it would have been a great night, you know, if I'd have been Mm -hmm. an adult about it. And so watching Travis do this, I was like, no, she's not mad or like looking down on you, dude, like stop, you know, Uh, it was painful, Mm -hmm. but really accurate. Cool. Cool to see. Yeah. Been there. It's tough there. stuff. Navigating sexuality and all this stuff is that's what I love about this show, because it's like there are many, many shows that are just about the cheating with Jeff and the pregnancy yeah. and the sexual dysfunction and the weird feelings and the bad childhoods. Those are interesting and hard enough to navigate by themselves. But then you've also got like supernatural shit and planes exploding and monsters and wolves. And it's, it's, it's really interesting to see it all put together like this. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that was a rant. You just cut that out, Steve. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> um. So when we cut back to, <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of like, welcome to ED cast. (laughs) Everybody needs help. Um, So we cut back to Shauna and Jackie and they're out sitting in the woods kind of alone. And and Jackie is like so happy to be back in. Right. Like you can kind of see this. At least I did. I got this idea that she's um, like, okay, I'm back. Like, tell me everything. Right. And she's like, so where did it happen? And she says that it was at Mari's birthday party, had too much Malibu and milk, which is what, what the fuck? What the we need fuck? to unpack that. Yes. What the fuck is that? Yes. Well, uh, I, it's like a white Russian, but with Malibu, I guess. Ew. Yeah. Those are two things that has that have no business even being in the same sentence, no. let alone being mixed it's together. Unless you're drinking milk in Malibu, that's it. Yeah, Ooh, yes. there you go. Yeah, yes. but even then, it's probably too hot. Yeah, that's going right. to sour quickly. Milk, milk was, was a, a bad, bad choice. choice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like Malibu is already—it's not a very high content alcohol. But then you're mixing it with milk, which is a very—I'm imagining a content like a well. Condensed mm. liquid. I just am mm. like, ooh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Top like, ten best Malibu rum and milk recipes on realthings.com. Ew. Those two things do not go together. It's the opposite of a quiche but, and cream pie. 
she doesn't specify, but I wonder what kind of milk it was. Was it like skim milk? Was it <laughs> this one is person? Is it it is important milk? because if it's skim milk, it's a little bit watered down, so it mm. doesn't have as much milky flavor. No, it was whole milk. <laughs> this was the nineties. This was got milk That's, era at its peak. No, no, vitamin no, no. D, baby. Okay, no. so I'm, I've looked up one recipe. This is for the Malibu coconut and milk mm-hmm. recipe. It's one and a half ounces of Malibu coconut rum, two ounces of cranberry juice, two ounces of pineapple juice, blend with ingredients and serve over ice. So does it actually have milk? I didn't hear milk at any point. I didn't hear milk at all. What the hell? Maybe Malibu milk is the name of the drink. Oh. And it's in fact... No milk, but I, I think it's got milk. Maybe in it's it. just, the, mi- just the, the milk is the coconut. They're teens. They don't know how to drink, you know, shits like that. I used to drink rum and do- rum and Dr. Pepper was my thing in high school. So it's definitely way better than Malibu and milk, but. Well, what a pina colada is, does that have milk in it? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Actually, it has a type of cream in it, but not milk. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> she said that and I. Almost threw up. I was yeah. like, that is nasty. Na- you're nasty, nasty girl. Nasty. At Mari's I'll, B-Day party, no less. That's I'll, what you're doing? I'll agree with Jackie on that. The Malibu so, and milk is a no-go. Yeah, you're drinking Malibu and milk and fucking Randy when you're supposed to be celebrating another year of life for Mari? Ridiculous way to behave, Shauna. Ridiculous. And Jackie kind of calls bullshit because she's like, wait a second. Didn't I have to go back and pick up Randy because he vomited in the pool? And Shauna... Does a terrible job of covering it. Sean She's like, yeah, it, uh, he came super quick and it was wasted. So he threw in the, in the pool. And yeah, I, we're real drunk. Yeah. And she's looking all shady <laughs> up and to the right while she does it. Yeah. I did like Jackie's like, oh, now I'm just picturing Randy's little butt like, yeah, like, right here. <laughs> yeah. And even Sean, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Like, Because everyone's like, Randy does have a little butt. Yeah. That is <laughs> it's, funny. It's tiny. Mm-hmm. It's not even a pancake, but it's just like a butt that's regular, but it's like tiny. <laughs> like Beetlejuice, like his head. Yeah. yeah. Like the tiny head on the big body. Like they but spri- it's a tiny butt. On a- <laughs> they sprinkled that powder on his hiney. Uh, yep. Yeah. They were like, I need some butt powder. And they actually grabbed that. Like it was talc. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Yeah. And then the scene ends after all that kind of mirth with, uh, well, first Jackie looks like she's not believing the lie at all. And then she says, Shauna, what are you going to do? And she doesn't know. I think I'm screwed. I'm about to have a baby in the wilderness with a bunch of other kids. I think this is bad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to back at like Van and Taisa and the search party group. They're, I think they're having a campfire. Uh, it's in the middle of Van telling some kind of story. And she's animatedly you know, entertaining everybody. Then they hear wolves and uh, they get really scared for a second. Talk about keeping watch and what might happen. But then Van brings it back to the story like a pro. Uh, I forget how, but I was very fucking impressed with how she wove that back in there. Uh, like, you know, who is in trouble? Sandy. Uh, and everybody kind of smiles. It's a, it's a really endearing moment, even though, you know, Dane, and again, I've seen this show before. I text Madison and Steve. I think I was watching this last night. It was like 1130 PM and I had remembered. So I heard the wolves go rrr, rrr, or whatever wolves do. And then that's a hurt wolf. That's why they weren't scared. Bitch ass wolf. Um, <laughs> the main dire wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I remember all the visions that we talked about with mm. Taisa as an adult seeing the wolf. And I text them all excited like the fucking wolves. I get it. Yeah. But I didn't know if you guys had already, because Steve's never seen the show before, if he was there yet. So I didn't say any more details. Oh, yeah. You sent that and I hadn't watched the episode yet. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. I mean, hell I'd yeah, wolves. <laughs> but I, right. I could just imagine it was one of the, the baby. The baby. The baby. It was. It was just like the that. The wolves. 
So back in 2021, it would be the wolves, the wolves <laughs> back in 2021, uh, Misty and Jessica are down in Misty's basement. Jessica, of course, not by ch- choice. And she tells her, tell me the truth. And then she says, okay, that hair style doesn't work for you. Uh, so she's still spunky and smart ass. Right. So Misty accuses her of everything. You're, you're responsible for the blackmail, the murder of Travis. And Jessica is surprisingly calm, even though she's just been captured by another human being and locked in their basement and she says this is not the first time i've been held hostage that's why she's so calm and then misty says how'd you know about the symbol and then jessica looks really confused she's like look Thaisa turner hired me to investigate you guys to make sure you're not going to spill the beans and the uh, being stranded in the wilderness the beans need to stay in the bag yeah the beans need to stay in the bag <laughs> or the maggots and the deer that's right. Keep them in uh, there. And she says that she is sure that Travis was murdered and you're going to have to let me go to tell you the info that I know. And Misty says very intelligently, what happened to the last person that kidnapped you? Uh, and then <laughs> and they lived then, happily ever after. And then my notes are he 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 slap because <laughs> <laughs> Misty's like, that is a funny joke. And it slaps the shit out of her. That'd be great if Misty was like, what do the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> <laughs> Unity. Unity. Back in 1996, Shauna finds Javi going through her shit. And he says that he's looking for her hunting knife because he has a art project. Um, and then she softens and says, oh, yeah, you're the one with the dead dad. <laughs> My knife's right here. And he leaves. Uh, and then she hides her journal in the rafters. So he, she was upset because there's shit in there like her journal. She doesn't want him seeing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he can't pull the dead dad pass if he read through her journal. For no, sure. no, 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 no. Back in also, 20. Also, who forgot that Javi was there? I did. I mean, it's hard to keep. There's so many. Yeah, I know. There's, and there's probably like maybe 10 other p- kids there that just don't get featured. And Javi's at all. Yeah. probably barely more important than Mari. Like, barely. Maybe even less. Yeah. Yeah. He's just important by his association with, with Travis. Travis. Yeah. <laughs> So when he popped up, like going through stuff, I'm like, who is this? <laughs> Burglar. Is, 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 is the, pe- the baby. Is the rescue team here? <laughs> Do we fast because forward? Because the last Shauna's time we see up? him, he is in the <laughs> attic and makes that awful comparison of, or asks the ghost in the attic, are we going to die out here? Yeah. It just completely ruins the mood, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the last time we've seen him. I think that is the last time we've seen him. Yeah. Unless he's just, I guess that's the point though, is that he's kind of being neglected. I wonder if he's going to turn into like a Tarzan or something. He's going to be raised by those wolves. He's going to become one of them. That's what they were doing. He's the one that attacks. <laughs> he's one of the I can't say it. I don't okay. think it's this episode. Well, um, maybe since we're on the subject of Har- of Javi, I'm mispronouncing everyone's name tonight. Harvey. Uh, I like Harvey. it. Harvey. No. Harvey. Paranoia. Paranoia. <laughs> But I remember when I re when I watched the show for the first time, I speculated that Javi was Adam. Oh, because he him. likes art. And yeah, and Adam he carved the thing. Guy. Yeah. Well, and I feel like the only time that we really see a one on one with Javi and another character is with Shauna. I agree. Mm-hmm. So but, I think there was there was good reason for people to think that he was. He should have been Adam. I'm still thinking it. Maybe he is something, and it's you know something different than what we expected. He's he def- is something. Yeah. So back in 2021, though, mm-hmm. they're chasing the blackmailer. Uh, they, they're in hot pursuit. They got the tracker. They got a sweet souped up minivan. I call it the soccer mom heist. Yeah. <laughs> they're never going to be foiled in that thing. The truck blocks them. And Nat- Natalie's convinced he's working for uh, the, the the extortionist, the extortioner, mm-hmm. the, the guy. And Natalie hops out. She's got a gun. She runs up to the trucker. 
puts the gun to his chin. She's like, hey, fuck you, buddy. And <laughs> he's like, hey, I'm just a truck driver. I just and work they, here. And they, they see the actual blackmailer. He's got a ski mask on. How corny is that? And he runs. Uh, so they throw the keys to Shauna and say, hey, pull the minivan around front. And she, and and Natalie and Taisa give chase. Taisa actually tackles him. Uh, and he like elbows her in the fucking face. And, and but, then proceeds to wipe out of her <laughs> pool of noodles <sighs> and glitter. Gets yeah. covered in glitter. I was laughing that shit so never hard comes at out. The, I was laughing so hard <laughs> at that because it, when it first happened, my first thought was like, why did they have to do like, cause he, he gets away from her. Right. Yeah. And then he trips and falls. They do this like big slow motion. Like, no, <laughs> I fell into glitter. Oh, no. And I just laugh. Like you, we didn't need that. Cause like they don't catch him. But then towards the end, it's like, Oh, we were That's looking why for, they a, emphasized it. they're yeah. looking for a guy with glitter. And at that yeah. point I was almost even, I was, I was almost mad again. Cause I'm like, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> you don't right. need to capture that in 120 frames a second. I can, right. I can pick that. And why didn't you tackle him through the glitter? Then I would know, like, I don't know. It was a weird block. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the point of him tripping over the glitter is also evidence that he's not very good at this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. he trips and stuff, like he's not a criminal. He's just some fucking idiot that's trying to make some cash. Um, I think that's the point of it too. Uh, but it does get covered in glitter. Taisa stops Natalie from shooting him and she fires around a into like the, the guardrail there. She was going to kill him. Um, and then they uh, lose the tracker because he dumped everything out and just took off with the money. Now there's a sad ride back is my note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that there's a really cool conversation where it's like, hey, you almost you were going to kill him. You know, that would have been murder. And then Natalie gets mad. Red rum smelled backwards. And she's like, it's not like we haven't done a lot worse. Again, more clues to what happened in 96 that we haven't really seen yet. Uh, and then Natalie gets really pissed off because they're acting all fucking high and mighty. And she's also mad that they their plan didn't work. And she's out 50 grand, if you think of it that way, too. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a bummer. And now she has no car. It's a lot of coke. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a lot a of coke. Fuckload. Uh, and so she says, pull over. And then she says something powerful. She looks at Taisa and Sean and is like, you guys are just as fucked up as I am. You're just, you're processing a little differently, hiding it a little better. Maybe you're lying to yourselves. Yes. Yeah. And you can see it on Shauna's face in particular. That is a hundred percent true. Uh, but I think we can all say confidently that Natalie's right for everybody involved. So that's a cool scene back in 96, the search party, uh, they're at the river of blood and Mari sees that the compass is not working. Uh, and the campus. Yeah. It's just spinning around and they start to try to make sense of it. Like, oh, maybe the iron deposits in the river, which are making it red, are also fucking with the compass. And she's like, maybe. So Taisa is like, whatever, we just need to keep going, get away from it. Um, but everybody else is freaked out, especially Van, because she's listened to Lottie and her visions. Like, oh, my God, she was right about the river of blood. You know, uh, remember what she said about the old man? Uh, like it didn't want him to leave when they found the plane. And then Taisa loses her shit. Like you guys can stay here and, you know, swap ghost stories, all that shit. I'm leaving. So they very begrudgingly follow Taisa on the path. And then back in 2021, Shauna gets home. Adam is there waiting outside her house. And he's like, what are we doing? So he's seemingly uh, getting a little too involved for Shauna's comfort at this point. Like you're at my house, bro. You're we, got a, the, we got a stage five. You put the pussy on the pedestal. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. But he's like, hey. He gets aggressive. I thought the scene was going to go a different way, uh, but Shauna was into it. They go inside the house and they fuck. They get she gets dicked on. Steve. Yep. Yep. Oh, good. I'm <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> good for Shauna. He, he tells her that uh, sh- she wants to blow things up and see what happens, and that seems to be the line where she's like, "I 
you know what? I do like to blow things up and mm-hmm. see what happens. I kill rabbits. Like all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just do it for fun. <laughs> and you know what happens? Mm-hmm. No one catches me. <laughs> so why not fuck in my own bed? That's right. <laughs> Period. Like rabbits. Uh, <gasps> fucking like rabbits. The baby. The baby. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They they do be fucking. And then back in, Natalie puts Kevin Kevin's gun back. I assume she walked from like the factory or the, like the yeah. department store they were at, which would have taken a long time. She really regretted. And yeah, Kevin's a heavy sleeper because she's been gone for like five hours. I know. Hours. That dude's yeah. just tossing and turning in an empty bed yeah. in a house that's not his. Hey. I, he's done it before. He has no guilty <laughs> conscience. He's done it before. Oh, yeah. He's on hinge every day. Like, I get my rests in for my next hookup. <laughs> I'm going to dick on somebody tomorrow. So I need to get, get some sleep. She sneaks back into bed. And it's one of those movie things where as soon as he senses her, he's like, mm, cuddle. Everything's fine. Uh, but back in 96, uh, this time, angry campfire with the search party. Van's not telling any cool Sandy story. Uh, what she say when Taisa comes up and says something? She's like, uh, "We don't need any fucking speeches from you. Let's just get some rest, right?" Because yeah. she's like, oh, "It's gonna be okay, Van. We're gonna save everybody." Uh, Taisa offers to take first watch after Van does, and they all get some sleep. In 2021, Misty's uh, giving her big fentanyl speech about why she loves it, and she's shooting up chocolates full of fentanyl. Essentially, long story short, it's a really cool way of saying, "I'm gonna kill your dad." If you don't, <laughs> I'm going to kill your dad with some chocolates. That's right. I mean, if you're ever going to tell someone you're going to kill their dad, this is a really cool way to do it. Yeah. You don't want to just come right out with it. That'll yeah. be awkward. They'll, they'll get mad. At least you look, he's going to get his favorite treat out of it. That's true. Okay. Yeah. That's true. And maybe your dad's like a, an addict and he'll be like, mm, nom, nom, nom. so is, so is, Mist, <laughs> is Misty nom, nom, behind nom. the Halloween fentanyl scare that happens every year? Uh, like some, some, boomer, oh, that's some, a thing. some boomers saw this episode, uh, right before Halloween last year. And they're like the fentanyl's in our candy. I know. I remember <laughs> when I was in active addiction, I remember hearing that shit and I'd be like, I fucking wish <laughs> <laughs> who's just giving that shit away. Wow. Um, so but we find out that Jessica was the one that, because, you know, Jessica I, finally is like, okay, I'll tell you because I don't want you to kill my dad. Yes. Uh, but she tells her that she was the one that bought Travis the expensive whiskey that they were curious about and that someone emptied his whole entire bank account after he died. Mm. Mm-hmm. So someone had to have killed him and then emptied his money after the fact. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's new information for Misty. We cut back to Shauna in bed. Adam is with her. They fell asleep after the dicking. Rookie mistake. Never do that. Rookie mistake. I get it. You're all euphoric. Other words. You want to blow shit up and see what happens. Sleepy, man. So Jeff comes home and he comes in the room. She tells Adam to hide in the shower because the. Or hide in the closet. Yeah, hide in, the, <laughs> hide in the shower. Jeff will be in there in a minute. I'm gonna, that's my fantasy. Honey, who's this man in the shower? What man? He's dicking on me. <laughs> um, she tries to get him to climb out the window, but the screen is uh, rusted shut. So she has him hide in the closet. Convenient. That's right. Mm. Uh, and then Je- Jeff comes in. He wants to take a shower. I remember, he's been gone all night as well. Like, yes. oh, well, the inventory kind of took a long time. So I thought it'd be well, better that, if I just stay there because that new inventory system, it's going to revolutionize the planet. <sighs> just you wait. Okay. 
just yeah. you wait. Anybody who's ever done inventory before, Ooh, yeah. y'all know all my all my inventory specialists rise up. I'm a peeps. I'm a peeps. You rise gotta up. check every box off. Yeah, you've been using that Excel spreadsheet too much, my guy, mm-hmm. my lady. Do wait it manually. Till, wait till Jeff here revolutionizes <laughs> the world and he drops big spreadsheets on us. All right? <laughs> That's right. I'm glad your faith we in love, Jeff is going we love strong. A good spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spread them. Uh, so he goes to take a shower and she says, hey, wait till you hear the water count to 10 and then get the fuck out of here. Uh, so she seems to get away with it. We cut back to Kevin, who wakes up, immediately checks his gun like a professional detective. He sees that there's a round missing because it looks like his gun's been tampered with. And it has, in fact. Um, and so he looks at Natalie and he gets really pissed off because this is a highly serious thing. You know, were you aware that I have to account for every round? Uh, in my gun. And she's like, I was not. That's terrible news, actually. And <laughs> so he wants to know, like, okay, where'd you shoot it? Because I need to go. I'll get the casing at least. Right. That's not as, as big of a deal. Yeah. And she's unable to tell him because she, of course, lied about where and why she shot it. Uh, so he's furious. And he's like, I thought we had something going here. And so you can tell because Natalie in the car. I love this scene. She when she was talking to Taisa and Shauna. She's like, it's actually, it's kind of nice. I think we, you know, she, she does care about Kevin. She really wants to make this work, but in this moment, she's so defensive about the gun. And so used to her life turning to shit that she intentionally hurts him. It's like, you're fucking pathetic. We're just having sex. Right. When that's not how she feels at all. So it's very sad to watch her self-destruct that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he storms out and then we cut back to 1996. Shauna sees the carving that Javi made for her. It's a little wolf or doggy, perhaps mm. maybe like a, a, a German shepherd. I don't know. Bow wow. Bow wow. Yeah. And her knife. He's returned it, but there's someone outside. Someone yes. through the so, window. So it, I didn't see that. The camera lingers on the close up of the, the carved figurine and you can see a light start walking out. Like, did you see? I didn't see that. Like, wow. like someone's got some sort of light and they're leaving. They're going the opposite way of the cabin. Is it Jackie? With her diary. Oh, yeah, maybe. I think that's what it is. Because then it cuts from cuts that shot to the, to the where her diary is and it's missing. Yeah. That's a really nice touch. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it lingers on the empty rafters where the journal was supposed to be. We cut to Jackie reading it by firelight, crying. Oh, like the tea. This is tea, right? Oh, this is what uh, yes. the people would refer the to tea. as tea. Spilling the tea. Ooh, I was drinking this tea. She's you, reading the tea. You never write down receipts. No. What do you think she said too? What if it was like really descriptive? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. He came I mean, three do, times, I, told me way more than with Jackie, you know. I mean, as, as someone me. who did journal as a 16, 17 year old, it gets descriptive. Okay. Yeah, okay. Very so Jackie's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, bad. I mean, we saw Jackie's journal. Can you imagine Shauna's journal? Yeah. Much more in depth. Yeah. What if she's just reading like a similar Shauna's entry? Top, yeah. Shauna's top 10 <laughs> positions with Jeff while Jackie's not around. <laughs> what if it's just her. her top 10 movies and she's crying because they're not the same as hers? <laughs> I thought we were best friends. What the fuck? You Shana? don't even watch the craft? <laughs> Light as a feather, stiff as a board. You only put that Celine Dion song on once. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's right. It's on the list twice. Oh, so what that's really sad. Jackie's now in the know. Uh, we cut to Taisa. She wakes up. She's in a fucking tree, as we know she does. But this is the first time she knows she does. She's got Van's totem. Uh-oh. Where'd she get that? She pulled it off of her like this is mine. Uh, Sleepy Taisa says, my bone necklace, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> my vertebrae bone necklace yeah and she's got the flare gun so 
Uh, oh, I didn't know she had the flare gun. Yeah, she's holding the flare gun and the totem, everything they could have used to really help their situation. Uh, and the girls are down there fending off wolves with bits of fire, except Van, who's being ravaged by one. And all the other girls are like, damn, sucks to be Van. And <laughs> Thaisa hops down. She fires the flare and then axes the shit out of the wolf repeatedly. Uh, and Van's face is all shredded. You can see like that's one of my teeth. Yeah, that's one of the gnarliest things you can do in a movie for me is to rip a cheek and let me see. <laughs> rip, rip, rip a cheek. Rip a face cheek. <laughs> 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 Let me see. Oh, I w- you had me there for a second. <laughs> I'm out. It's just ripping cheeks, man. <laughs> At least they're not clapping them. And <laughs> you can see like the teeth through the side. Yeah. It's gnarly for me. It was, I remember seeing that being like, that's, that's good makeup. It that's is. good makeup. Yeah. yeah. Teeth makeup. It's not easy to do. Teeth makeup. And that's, believe it or not, the, the end of this episode is one of the last shots we see the end. is I think Thaisa screaming over the body of Van. Yeah. Um, so now it's time for our top three favorite moments. Steve, what's your number three? My number three favorite moment is the scene where Jackie uh, confronts Shauna and it's just kind of like, hey, uh, you've been you've been hiding shit from me. What's up? Uh, I, I, I included this in my list because this was, I didn't expect this to happen so early. Mm. I didn't like, I just didn't see this coming at this point in the season. So when it happened, I'm like, Oh, like I kind of, I kind of found myself perking up you a little said, bit. Ooh. Like, Ooh, what's she going to say? Oh, she says she's pregnant. Oh, is, is that enough for Jackie? No, it's not enough for Jackie. She's got to know with whom, uh, and just her lying to her. And you can just tell that it's not, Jackie's not buying it. It was, it was really, I don't know. It was interesting. And I feel like this is what, those two characters in the 90s storyline need currently mm. because they've yeah. been kind of not really doing much other than like, I mean, last episode we had the really awful, like, you know, abortion thing with Shauna, but mm. like Jackie hasn't really been doing much other than being pissy. And this is kind of like, she's still being pissy, but this is kind of a launching pad for her to like go somewhere, get back in the emotional side of the story. Yeah. yeah. And, and really those two's relationship, um, uh, now is at a point where it's going to be far more interesting to see what happens between the two of them. And I like the tea. It's delicious the tea. tea. Mm, yum, yum, yum. Madison, your number three. Carrying on the tea. I really liked my number three scene is Shauna trying to sneak Adam out and convince Jeff not to go into the closet. Mm-hmm. I just think it was a, I don't know. You, it was just a playful scene. And that's why, that's why I liked it. I just was like, you dumbasses. Why would you do that? You know, sneak, yeah. kick him out. Under kick the bed. Out. Under the bed. Yeah. Come on, Shauna. Be smarter than that. <laughs> Duh. Uh, my number three is uh, the moment with the wolf at the end with, with Van. Everything we we literally just talked about it, but I loved it. I think it's, it's awesome. Ripping at it. It's and scary. It's tense. There's yeah. mystery. Yeah, it's very Ripping spooky. Cheeks. Yeah. Cheeks are being ripped. <laughs> My favorite thing. Teeth are being exposed. <laughs> As you would expect. Yeah. With the cheek ribbage. Steve, you're number two. Cheek ribbage is the name of my new band. <laughs> um, Can't steal that. We already got three singles out. Uh, my number two is just the entire, uh, this might be cheating, but it's like the entire kind of collection of the adventure crew saying goodbye to the crew staying behind at the, at the cabin. Mm-hmm. So like, this is like Van talking to, uh, tie about going to New York and kind of solidifying their relationship to Lottie talking to Van, like here, wear this necklace. And then finally Misty, like I'm coming too. <laughs> like, don't try to stop me, Ben. 
No, please don't no, go. Don't go. It's very and brave it, of you, Misty. And then I just liked writing like Mar- Marion. Another one's going too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know her name. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it was just a lot of fun, small character moments of, of interaction between these characters, and 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 surprisingly fun, but also emotional ways. So, Indeed, yeah, my number yeah. two. My number two is um, tie in the tree while everyone else is getting attacked. Yes. I just, I, it was again, one of those moments that I talked about at the beginning of the episode where I, I really enjoyed that there were a lot more scenes that kind of made you held your breath and her in the tree and you can hear them screaming underneath, you know, what is happening. Yeah. So. Can you imagine you're waking up? It's disorienting anyway to wake up in the woods or yeah. wake up period, right? Wake me up inside. Yeah. Oh. Back to that. Can't wake up. <laughs> but you're in a fucking tree and all your friends yeah. are screaming and there's like woofy noises. Cheeks yeah. are being ripped. Ah, <laughs> oh, what's going on? What kind of party is this? And I was honestly kind of confused why she took the the medallion or what would you what were you calling it? Uh, the totem, totem. Totem. I was confused why she took it because in her awake self, she was shitting all over supernatural anything. But in her sleep self, sleepwalking self, she's like, no, give me all, give me all the supernatural I protection. Don't, I don't think it's normal sleep self. I think it's supernatural sleep self. And I think. There's like an evil that takes hold of her and this, whatever is controlling her knows that that was protecting Van. Mm. And so she took it so she would ha- wouldn't have her protection. And so the wolves would get her. It's like a, so Lottie gave her something that actually was working. Yeah. And then. Cause the moment it was taken off of Van and cheek they, rips. Got, they got fucking <laughs> cheeks ripped. <laughs> cheeks ripped. That's what yeah. I'm saying. yeah. So yeah, that was my number two. My number two is the moment where Natalie is mean to Kevin. Um, you big meanie? Yeah. Cause I'm like, fuck that dude. You know, no, <laughs> I, thought, as an addict, somebody who, I mean, I'm in recovery. I've been, it'd be 11 years actually uh, next Wednesday. Um, Congratulations. As you guys are listening to this. What? Wow. Yay for me. If, if I make it, I might've drank by then. That's the real reason why we had that key. <laughs> <laughs> celebrate. Uh, but you know, this Gives me, it's a lot of memories of both early recovery and obviously active addiction where again, anytime something good does happen to you, you, you have so much mental illness about whether or not you even deserve this. So you sabotage mm-hmm. it, you know, like, um, fuck you kind of thing. <laughs> as soon as somebody's nice to you, you know, as rare as that is, you don't feel like you deserve anything good in life. Um, anyway, I just thought this was, a. A powerful scene. Somebody had clearly do, done their research and 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 really kind of had a lot of sympathy for for people like Natalie, and it meant a lot to me. So that's why I like that scene. Steve, your number one. My number one is the aptly named by Madison Soccer Mom Heist. Uh, just them hanging out and and swapping stories and being friends, and then just kind of following them try to actually tackle their supposed blackmailer. And then finally, uh, Nat kind of getting angry at all of them. Like I, I kept that all into one big part for my favorite, but I just, I see it as one thing. And, you know, it was, it was fun to see them being actually actual friends. It was fun seeing them together and doing something together in the modern day. Uh, and then, the modern, a modern woman, a modern woman, a modern girl. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was why it was my number one. I really enjoyed seeing those actresses work together. Madison. My number one is also the soccer mom heist scene yeah. for all the same reasons. That is also my number one. Wow. It's the first time Ooh. all of our scenes, number one scenes were the same. We synced up. 
we synced up. Is our conversation from last week. It's, it's a, a real statistical thing. probability. We're all in our periods. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I loved it so much leads into our next segment, our Easter egos, because during that scene, it was popping off with some prodigy, baby. A little Ooh. fire starter. Mm-hmm. The, fire, the fire, starter. fire starter. And I'm not ashamed to admit, I actually unironically bopped to that song many, many times. Do people not bop to that song? I don't know if it's cool or not. That's why I prefaced it with that. I can't I can't imagine it is cool. Madison, prodigy what are, fan. What are the kids talking about nowadays, I will Madison? say this was, well, I guess now the second time I've heard this song. Because I watched the show for the first time oh, at a previous you, you time. I, I had never heard the song before. What about prior. their other smash hit, Smack My Bitch Up? Are you a <laughs> fan? Smack My Bitch Up. I Snap have... My Picture. Smack mm. My Bitch Up. I think I've heard that. <laughs> my, my range of 90s music I like to think is strong. But after watching the show, I'm like, wow, I need to listen to some other music for sure. To more 90s Yeah, music. so this is like... Before dubstep was a thing. So mm. all we had was actual there techno and house music. And there was like mm. Fat Boy Slim, mm. Prodigy, and a bunch of random DJs that were on Molly. And that's all we had. Yeah. So we loved Prodigy because it was like, there's words. <laughs> Yay, words. <laughs> Madison shared with us a Spotify playlist of all the songs and Yellow Yellow Jackets. Yeah. I've been bopping to that. Yeah. All weekend. It's a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely add Fire Firestarter. Well, I'm hesitant to add any fan of the opera because I'm like, do it. Okay, I will. It's real. It's oh, part of the. It is real. It's part you're of right. the character. You're right. You're right. We need it. Steve, let's go around the table. Start naming some eggies until uh, we run out. I only got one more. I've got several. Uh, so in the beginning of the episode, when they're all getting, when uh, Ty's like, "I'm heading out, and y'all can come with me or not." I think it was Van that says, "Who are you, Edmund Hillary?" I wrote that down as a question oh. mark, but I never looked it up. Edmund Hillary is a. I think he's a New Zealand. New Zealand. Um, Peace off, like ghost. Mountain mountain climber. And he's one Peace of the off. first of the first three people to summit Mount Everest. Oh. I climbed it. Yeah. I'm gonna go up that mountain there. I'm gonna get my little flag and I'm gonna put it right on top of the summit. And I'm just gonna have a sit and look at the, the view around me and think, boy, I did something today. <laughs> That's is, right. Is that the rock guy from Korg, yeah. Korg? Well, yeah. It's, oh hey man. And, and a New Zealander. We're starting a revolution. They're the same. Yes. Yeah, it's Taika Waititi. Peace <laughs> off, ghost. Peace off, ghost. He's freaking <laughs> gone, man. <laughs> I fucking oh, love my it. God. The hammer pulled you off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The hammer pulled you off. My favorite line of all time. Um, Madison, what you got? I got so Nat um, was going into Travis's room and Travis or no, Natalie was like, oh, you're going on a date. And he was like, yeah, with Cindy Crawford. Ooh, Cindy Crawford plug. Yeah. So that was my little Easter egg. Uh, there's a Hello Kitty reference from Jackie, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it was still pretty popular, as I understand it, but apparently in the 90s as well. Oh, big popular with Hello Kitty. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Everyone loves Hello Hello Kitty. You think they got a Tamagotchi somewhere on this uh, in this wilderness? One would help. <laughs> well, there what was one on Jackie's backpack, and if she still has that same backpack, then yeah, she should yeah. Be, hopefully she's feeding it. Hopefully, I hope she's should. not neglecting that kiddo. Hopefully Steve, uh, at one point, um, yeah, it's during it's during the scene where Shauna is telling Jackie that she's pregnant. Shauna is wearing a I'm going to mispronounce this a Lara Despoir shirt. It's French, sure, but it also has like a bunch of butterflies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that translates t- to glimmer of hope. Mm. And uh, I only wrote it down in retrospect because I noticed that her and Jackie both wear butterfly shirts constantly. 
And I just think there's something to it. Mm. So I don't know Same. if that's necessarily a Easter egg, quote unquote. It was just something that I picked up on. Like, oh, they're wearing a lot of butterfly. There's a lot of butterfly motifs with those two specifically. Yeah. Same with how Misty wears cats all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I see. I see that. Um, this is maybe an Easter egg, but I thought it was interesting how the conversation of um, killing the black character in a horror film, because mm-hmm. I feel like that was a very prominent trope. In, for sure in 90s you know horror films are just in any all film. the way up until pretty recently really yeah yeah good catch mr steve you guys can just play ping pong on, on eggies okay so van is wearing a shirt in the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. that says mm-hmm. co-ed naked soccer uh, so I, did you look up, look this up? Madison? I didn't look you're, it up. I noticed right. it, but I didn't realize I, again, I just noticed it. I thought she was just being funny. How did your, what were your Google results so, looking so like, I, Steve? So I looked it up. I looked it up and there's a ripping cheeks. This is from a, a lot of ripping cheeks. Uh, so there's an article on a website I've never heard of before called progressiveboink.com. <laughs> And the article is called Awful 90s T-Shirt Repository Co-Ed oh. Naked Soccer. And I guess there was a there was a company. Uh, here, I'll read from the article. One of these ubiquitous lines that revolved around the high concept of, quote, hey, that sounds like a sex thing, kind of, was the co-ed naked line. These were apparently made by the, quote, gotta have sports, and they pumped out over a dozen varying categories. So co-ed naked baseball, co-ed naked firefighting, co-ed naked nursing, co-ed naked cheerleading. Uh, but yeah, and then the article kind of goes into that shirt specifically and I don't have time to read all of it but apparently that's like a, a line of shirts that was in the 90s that was oh. like co-ed naked whatever interesting that's kind of that's really cool co-ed naked ninja very... turtles <laughs> <laughs> I tell my hat to the wardrobe team because that's very that's a cool easter egg it is it's very cool um the so the story that Van was talking about is the movie while you were sleeping featuring yes. starring Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman and then what's funny is, so Van is talking about, you know, the, the plot of that film, and then it transitions to 2021 in Misty's basement, and the movie is playing. Is that who she's watching? Yeah. That was what oh, she nice. was watching. Yeah. Yep. It's a good good little thing. Bill Pullman, the president from Independence Day? We will not go. vanish in night. <laughs> we will not surrender without a fight. We're going to move on. <laughs> was he the dad in Casper? Am I thinking of somebody else? I think he was. He was? Like I think Christina so. Ricci's dad? Yeah. That Casper? Uh, oh, oh, maybe he wasn't. Yeah, who was the I think it is. Casper. I, I think you might I think be it right. Is. Look at that. It was Bill Pullman. Yeah. Wow. Doctor James that. Harvey. That's a triple whammy right there. Yeah. And of course, and Christina Ricci's watching her dad <gasps> on TV. Look at that. What? Oh my gosh. The baby. The baby. The baby. <laughs> uh, did you mention Space by Amber Mark yet? I. The I first didn't. song on the show, wasn't it? First song. I, yeah, it was the first song that played. Space. Nice. Um, I forget who. Oh no, Ty says this. Uh, water skiing with Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. I forget at what point she says that, but or, oh, I think it's when they're um, they came across the bloody water. Yeah, and uh, that was like her her out um saying was, "Oh, I'm gonna go ski water skiing with Princess Diana," or you guys can go water. I don't remember. Right, but they fucking said that shit. They did. <laughs> that they they did. said it. That they did. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with the phenomenon known as cats? 
Oh, yes. Cats. Which... Starring Funny. Taylor Swift and James Corden. Yeah, it just got made yeah. into a yeah. wonderful movie. Well, apparently that was the only thing that Van got to see when she was seven and went That's to New York. So was sad. Mr. Mistopheles and the other ones. I think she's kind of being ungrateful, you know? <laughs> I know. I, if Broadway I was, tickets are quite pricey. And that's a strange okay, play to bring a seven-year-old to. I, didn't, I never saw it. It's not It's not kid-friendly? I also have never seen it either. It's very furry-friendly, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, I feel like, but I feel like it could be, um, what's the word? It can be like there's hidden, like it's not blatantly inappropriate, right? Right, right. I just think like as, I'm just thinking like- Innuendo? Yes, that's what I was. I'm really for. thinking of myself as a kid. If I saw that when I was seven, I would be very off, like out of my element. Like, what is happening? I'm very uncomfortable with You're this. You're a dog person. <laughs> Even why. as a cat person, I think I would be. Yeah, no. I think I just hate mimes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a profession, a really noble profession in France. Yeah, France, it is. Yeah. Speaking of France, uh, Adam says he never thought he would find himself in a French farce. Uh, which is a type of play, which is basically a lot of improvisation. It started off as like improvisational acting like centered around religious stuff, but it morphed into the 15th and 16th century to be more like um, fun comedic plays Mm. of people trying to hide around and stuff. And that's what he's kind of making fun of the fact that he has to hide in a closet to avoid Jeff. And I just thought like, wow, this, who's bringing up a French He's an artist. Yeah, he definitely is an artist. But also a body shop mechanic, yeah. which is its own career. And I keep getting weirded out that they have him doing that while he's supposedly an artist. But. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> this episode when they're like, oh, he's just an artist. I was kind of like, is he? <laughs> yeah. I thought he did the car thing. <laughs> right. He's a struggling artist. Oh. Maybe he does like metal sculptures. <laughs> Maybe he's a uh, what's her name from Final Destination. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes. You guys have any other other egos? The last one is Music of the Night with Phantom of the Opera, but we we talked about it during the recap. For some reason, I thought of that song by um, Into the Rhythm of the Night. (laughs) (laughs) And then you said Phantom of the Opera, and I got real confused. (laughs) I fucking love Rhythm of the Night. Unironically, I love that song. Do you pick that song every time you play Dance Dance Revolution? If I played Dance Dance Revolution, I totally would. No, I sometimes I'll just text that to Phil because that that song gets stuck in his head. So I'm just like, this is the rhythm of my life. So Phil, if you're listening, yeah, we're sorry. Yeah, you're done. That's the revenge from Muppet Babies, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, my last one is just they mentioned uh, Travis mentioned Cindy Crawford at the Meat Shack. So she said Cindy Crawford. Oh, you said that? Yeah. What the oh, hell, my bad. Steve? I gotta listen to the show. Back to listen to the God show. Damn. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up Cindy Crawford again. I just wanted to bring up the the meat shack again. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time to wrap it all up with our favorite performance of the episode. Madison, you go first this time. My favorite performance was young Ty Jasmine Savoy Brown. I Mm. believe that's how you pronounce her middle name. S A V O Y Savoy. That's what I went with. Um, And I just think her character was really, was really elevated this episode, um, taking on, I called it unit two into the forest and, um, having a lot of kind of big, at least delivering of lines and monologues and such. So that's why I chose her. Excellent choice. Really smart person. I think would pick her Steve. What did you pick? 
Uh, I want to give a, a shout out to Juliette Lewis in this episode. I did not pick her, but I almost did. Same. Just because of that uh, scene in the van when she was yelling at everybody. And just her in general. She's so amazing in the show. She plays mm-hmm. that character so well. Uh, but I'm also giving it to Yasmin Savoy Brown. Uh, because the center, the, the episode really centers around her. And she does a phenomenal job of just, you know, struggling with this. You know, am I right? Am I doing the right thing? I have to look strong in front of the others. I'm losing control of myself. Um, and yeah, she she really impressed me in this episode. So that's why I'm giving it to her. Chris, are you a smart person as well? I'm right there with you guys. Oh, wow. Three-way tie. Three-way buzz, buzz, buzz. We got the buzz. Buzz, the buzz, buzz, buzz. 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 Damn it. Buzz, buzz, buzz. That wraps up our coverage on episode seven, No Compass. Uh, <laughs> I've got to want to say it one more time. No campus. You guys can email the show at any time at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Please do that because we're going to have a big wrap up season two predictions. A fi- mail bag. Yes. Madison's first mail bag. I'm so excited. I thought you were going to press it again. I was going to give you room. We'll do it. Madison's first mailbag. 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 <laughs> now we got Madison here. Mailbag. I'm do, you, here. do you want your own harp? Sure. Sit, ready? Three, two, one. Mailbag. Love it. So Love good, it. didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I talk, I want that to go off. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Also, please uh, leave a review for the show where you're listening to this on iTunes or fucking Google Play or your uh, Stitcher, wherever. It doesn't matter. There's a review function. Spotify. That helps us out a lot. You can do that for free if you can't afford to sign up to the Patreon or you just don't think it's worth anything financially. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) We do have a poll going on on the Patreon. Polls. Polls, baby. For our next bonus episode. Mm. It's going to be a close one. Uh, there's, there's Twister, Gremlins. I'm blanking other on the other movies. I'm blanking on the other two. Ooh. Shit. Uh, Twister. they're all really good. Why can't I think of them? Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle is losing. Uh, <laughs> badly. <laughs> is Twister winning? Twister. Yes. It's like Twister's winning. Twister. Gremlins is really close. You're a big and Twister fan? I love Twister. It's, oh, The Matrix? The Matrix. Oh. The Matrix is like third, but like Matrix, Gremlins, and Twister are like Pretty, it's the closest poll I've ever seen, and then Kung and Fu then Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle was with like 4%. <laughs> I was like, Steve, will you throw that on there? Because that's what I want to watch. Because I've never seen it. So sometimes I'll throw a movie on that I've never <laughs> you, seen. Uh, you suggested that in my head. I'm like, I ain't fucking winning. Sure. <laughs> that's why you said, sure. <laughs> sure, buddy. That's what you did last year, last month when I said Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> sure. Yeah, why not? Stop shitting on my good taste. <laughs> Your taste got shitted on. Shitted upon. Shitted upon. I wanted to get, to get dicked on, but oh. it got shitted. It on. No one would ever get. That's a different that. poll. <laughs> That's no. true. Dick has no place near Portrait of a Lady on no. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, this is your last week to order your Last of Us T-shirts on the store because after at the end of this week, they're gone. Yeah. It will no longer be Tony time. There will no there'll be no more pills, baby. But also, thank you to everybody who already bought merch. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of you, and we really, really appreciate the support. And also hope that you love the items that you got. And thank you to uh, West River West River Printing for all their help uh, in, in establishing that store. All the thank yous. Uh, we don't say enough, even though we say it a lot, but still not enough to accurately describe how much yeah. we love you guys. Uh, so thank you for listening. If you made it this far, that's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Happy streaming. Nay,
Hypertone here, and I've been instructed by the boys via radio to read you the brand new patrons in the month of March. These are people who have an extra set of mirth in their hearts, and they are truly the last line of defense between streaming things and a total economic collapse. So in the Try Before Deny section, I want to thank Luke and Sarah, Conrad and Trey Barrera. In the Marty B VIP section, we're, we're thanking Tamara. Oh, old Tony's going to mispronounce this one, that's for sure. Jeer Latanowitz. Oh, I mispronounced that just like I misfire my rifle. Brianna Bernard, we thank you. Elizabeth Palmer, Josh Stitch, and John Ricker. Oh, thank you all so much. In the chocolate pudding producer sections, we have Lair Gillis, Maha Axholt. I probably missed that one too. Uh, thank you to Jordan C., Kelly Shartner, Natalie Cleland, Sonny. Oh, it has not been sunny here in quite some time. Thank you to Wayne Yopst. Oh, I think the world has passed Tony by. Tony does not know what that word is. Yopst. Uh, thank you to Shotzi, Brock Burick, Alicia Takahashi, Gabe, Quentin Vassa, Teresa Schwimmer, and Rob Westendorf. And last but not least, we have our friends don't lie to thank. Those friends are Tajala and Melissa Worcester. You know what old Tone used to shoot a war a winch a Worcester back in his day, or was it a Winchester? I don't know. I'm sniper tone. My mind is frail. I got to get back to protecting Kansas City. What? It's already on fire. Oh, Tony, you done it again.